All right. I am still working on how to intro these videos and for the podcast. Um, I like, hey, hey, hey. I like, good morning. I like, all right, all right, all right. I did that inadvertently on my first one. So I'm not going to use all right, all right, all right. But I do like Matthew. And I am going to probably read his new book this year. So, all right. So I wanted to talk today about daydreaming. So dreaming in the dictionary is defined as a series of images, ideas, emotions, and sensations occurring involuntarily in the mind during certain stages of sleep. Now, I believe that uh, dreaming is very powerful. I don't dream a lot. I don't dream a lot uh, in ways that I experience God or hear from God. Um, I rarely actually dream that I remember, and only a handful of times have I experienced God at all in uh, sleeping time. But today what I want to talk about is the idea of daydreaming, because I think that that's something we can all agree that we do all the time. Maybe you don't agree, and if you don't agree, I would like to hear that, but the daydreaming is this idea of a series of emotions, ideas, images, sensations occurring somewhat involuntarily in our mind while we're awake. And what I, uh, why I say involuntarily somewhat is because sometimes we sit there and we do imagine it, okay? We're wide awake, but we're imagining something. And I think we all do it. I think we're not all aware of it. And it is a little bit shocking um, when you become aware of it, maybe how negative it can be. This is what daydreaming sounds like a lot. Imagining what could go wrong today in our life, that's daydreaming. Listening to the news about something to do with uh, the pandemic, something to do with food shortages, something to do with the end of the world because of a nuclear uh, incident or because of overpopulation or because Biden gets elected. Oh, wait, Biden already got elected and the world is still going on. And so do you get you get what I'm saying is like it's an imagining how bad things are. And a lot of people daydream about what people are saying or thinking about them. And they take that daydream that uh, that it, that series of images, ideas, emotions, thoughts, sensations that they've had in the mind while they're awake. And they they insist that is absolutely true that that person is thinking that about them. So you see how daydreaming can become uh, a worrying a worrying it's a way to worry and to keep your mind occupied and to keep your mind off of how powerful of, of a person you are, to keep your mind off of how good God actually is, to keep your mind off what you can do in the world to make it a better place. Because when your mind is set in one direction and only one direction, you can't see everything else going on and you keep only seeing the world. And the more you worry and the more you daydream in a negative sense without the Holy Spirit there, it closes in and, and the world becomes really narrow. And everywhere you look, you start seeing the exact same negative 
thing. So this type of daydreaming is where we take the activities, the news, the situations of our personal life and the world as a whole. It's super counterproductive to living the journey life, to living a life that's full, living a life that's free, living a life that is not problem free, but where you're working more and more towards freedom in a very cool way in a very exciting way it's not an easy way but i'm going to tell you the journey life the path of the christian is way easier than the path of the non-christian all right so this type of daydreaming that people are doing is bringing a lot of anxiety into the world it's uh it's an anxiety inducing exercise that keeps us on the treadmill of worry and fear and i hear a lot of people who are living what you see as good lives but in their mind, in their brain, in their daydreaming, and the activities that the habits that they have of how they use their thoughts, how they use their imagination, is, is they can only see the negativity of their life and around them. It's, it's interesting slash disturbing slash sad. So dreaming outside the box. So instead of the box would be the box of the news, the box of a conspiracy theory, the box of what you see on social media. Speaking of that box of dreaming outside of the box, I want us to learn or to think about today. That's what this podcast is for, to help us think about things differently. If dreaming inside the box is using our imagination to think about and create visuals of what the physical world around us could potentially do to us or how bad it could potentially be, that's dreaming inside the box then what would dreaming outside of the box look like is using our imagination to dream from heaven down towards earth, maybe to dream from the temple that you are in communication inside with the Holy Spirit, with Jesus inside you, and then dreaming, dreaming outside of the box that the world is constantly presenting to you. So dreaming outside the box is an uncomfortable exercise because your brain will be like, oh, that's not true. Didn't you read the news? Hey, that's not right. Didn't you hear what Bob said on social media? The world's going to hell in a handbasket. And I've said the world's going to hell in a handbasket multiple times. I still have never looked up what a handbasket is and how the world can fit in that handbasket and where you would take it and how you would get the world into hell. So that's just a sidebar right there, but Dreaming outside the box may sound something like imagining, specifically, intentionally imagining how we can increase our income to give more to the hungry, to reach the lost, the addicted, the homeless. Imagine how we can increase our finances and our financial freedom and our financial abundance to how to spread the gospel. And you can add to that list every moral uh, cause that you're passionate about, but if you use your imagination to, oh, the inflation and inequality and, 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 and the equity, and we're always thinking inside the box that's presented to us by talking heads on, on the, uh, the TV or talking podcast heads or YouTubers and things like that, like myself, now that I just said that. But the th second thing it might sound like is imagining what God wants to do in me and through me, it, like using my imagination, instead of imagining constantly, which I 
I get this a lot from friends and clients. There's a there's a constant stream of people using their imagination how God is thinking poorly about them, which contradicts the narrative of Scripture, which contradicts the story, the love story of the of of, of the of the Gospels. And so maybe it's thinking and daydreaming outside the box is what does God want to do in me? What does he want to do through me? What does God want to do for me? Not what does God want to do to me? Like God's going to like get me and he's just waiting. I'm using my imagination that I got in a wreck and God's trying to teach me something. Well, God's always trying to teach you something. You don't have to just get taught by something bad. You can be taught just by the whisper of the Holy Spirit. So imagining maybe outside the box is that you can hear God, that God can direct you, God can could correct you, God can love you, you can experience God. And imagining what God wants to do in and through us in order to benefit the world around us. And that, that world might right now be your wife, your husband, your kids, for me, nieces and nephews, mom, mom and dad, mom and stepdad still alive. Maybe that's the world. Maybe it's the stranger, your neighbor, the foreigner, your enemy. How are you going to bless them and benefit that world around you? Then it also might sound like this thinking outside the box that the world's offering you. Imagine how to love your neighbor, how to love the stranger, how to love the outcast, and yes, even how to love your enemy on a regular basis in an intentional way. And then acting upon that imagination, because trust me, right now, you're acting today based on an imagination, based on daydreaming, based on your thoughts. I'm, I'm, I'm putting those together because your imagination is, uh, you have to use your thoughts to have an imagination. Then daydreaming is the story or the narrative that you write up using your imagination, using those thoughts. But you're doing it right now anyway. You're imagining that your boss is going to be good or bad to you. You're imagining that you hate the drive into work. You're imagining that you don't want to clean your house today. You're imagining that your four children are irritating and annoying. And you're daydreaming possibly about how your teenager is never going to make it in life. And so that's thinking inside the box that the world's offering you. And I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, I'm offering you another option is to think outside the box. So thinking outside the box or daydreaming outside the box is simply using our imaginations to imagine things that are happening in heaven and strategizing on how to bring them to earth. I'm going to say that again. Dreaming outside the box is simply using our imaginations to imagine things that are happening in heaven and strategizing on how to bring them to earth. All right, so... I want to end with this is uh, the three ways to increase your capacity to dream with God. And anytime I mention increasing capacity to earn, increasing capacity to be friendly, uh, increasing in your capacity to have more, uh, to have more emotional awareness, to have more intellectual acuity, to be more smarter you know, to be more feelinger and things like that. Whenever I say that, there's a pushback from Christians about God just made me this way, which is a huge freaking lie. It's an incorrect perception that the way I am is the way I will always be. It is wrong. 
It is a lie. If you hear that, you are hearing the voice of the enemy. If you agree with that, you are agreeing with your enemy of your soul, and you are in opposition to what God is saying. Now, I'm not going to go into the scripture. I'm not going to give any references because you can go read with this new perspective, this new model right here, this new mental model I'm going to give you. You can go and read the scripture and you will re-see new things in them. It is wrong when you're reading scripture and all you see is, well, there's no hope I can't change. It's a ridiculous, damaging, limiting belief, and it runs contrary to what God would say about you. It runs contrary to the ridiculous, scandalous, conspiracy of the gospel of Jesus Christ, of the scandalous nature of grace, it runs against that. Jesus died for you. When you receive him as Lord and Savior, your spirit is transformed. You are perfect. Now, your mind and emotions and body, definitely not perfect, but they're being perfected. And you come from, you're not working, I want you to hear this, you're not working towards uh, perfection. You're not working towards getting things right. You're saying in my spirit, I am connected to him. I am a new creature. I am a new creation. All things are going away All and all things are becoming new. I've already become new. I've already become new and I'm looking to have my mind and my emotions flow from that newness of who I am. So this is what I want you to know. You not only can change, you have been changed already at the most substantial, eternal, everlasting part of you. You've already been changed, and that's in your spirit. And what life coaching does, the way I do it, is it helps you line up your mind and your emotions, your soul, your will, to the supernatural, mysterious transformation that's already taken place within you. So you can increase your capacity to do anything you believe God is asking you to do. My life is an example of someone who reads in scripture that I'm supposed to be more peaceful and I have increased my capacity to believe in peace within me and then to pursue that peace and that joy and that friendliness to other people. My life is a testimony of increasing my capacity to live a moral life. It's not something I've always wanted to do. I know there's some really good people out there. You might be one of them. I'm not one of them. I have a huge capacity to be a stubborn, belligerent, argumentative um, person with a quite a low moral standard on my own. I am okay with a lot of things that happen in the world, except or but Jesus, okay? And there's a whole thing about getting your butt in the right place, which I'm not going to share right now, but it's it's I like it a lot. I've used it for years on and off. I need to do some some teaching on getting your butt in the right place, but you can increase your capacity to dream with God. You can increase your capacity, I believe, even to dream at night.
All right. So here's three ways you can increase your capacity to dream with God. The first one is to read a lot, is to read a lot. And I don't mean to read a lot that you already know and already understand and already agree with. I think read scripture in different translations uh, because it challenges your mind. You're like, wait, the scripture doesn't say that. And you go back and you read it in your favorite translation. You're like, whoa, I never saw that word or that phrase used that way. And read things that challenge your I cannot dream mindset. Read things that challenge your I'm not sure the supernatural or the mysterious nature of the gospels or of scripture is really alive for today. And um, in fact, go back and listen to that 85% rule for optimal learning and find things that you totally disagree with for at 15% of what you're reading that maybe even bother you and disturb you, but you agree with 85%. Most of us make a huge mistake and look for people that already agree with us. And I don't think you want to go, and I don't do this, but I do read people I disagree with, but fundamentally I agree with. I agree with what, you know, 85%. I'm going to look for more and more of that since I know that that rule is really a powerful rule. Okay, so along this way, along this way to increase your capacity to dream with God is to watch more testimonies. Because this is what happens when you see something on television about an earthquake. And you say, you, I'm going to use fires because there are a lot of fires this, the last few years we've been hearing about. When you hear something about fires and you see something about fires and you see that over a period of time, you see those images, you see that video and you're like, wow. And it logs that fire image in your head and that memory far deeper, far greater than if you read something about fires. You can read a lot about fires and never be afraid of fires. It's that, it's that image. So when you, when you read a lot and you watch a lot of video, good video, Christian video, talking video, people giving testimonies, you've seen somebody who couldn't walk, they're now walking. You're seeing somebody who was depressed who's no longer depressed. Those things log into your mind and they really help you change because your brain's going to recall call those things quicker. And the reason we want to read and get good content in our brain is because the more you read information that contradicts your old man or contradicts your dead man, uh, it, it, the, the, the more you're pushing out those dead man thoughts and the new man, the alive man, the alive woman, the alive person, the abundant, abundantly alive person that you're becoming gets fed. And then you're pulling less from the information from your dead self and more information from your future self or your per perfected self. Okay, another way to uh, increase your capacity to dream with God is to rethink the stories you love in Scripture. Now, why do you want to rethink those stories? Because I know you've probably been well-taught in a lot of areas. Maybe you're a Bible study person. But what happens is we put value on something and we put truth on something, and then we get stuck right there, and we never learn or grow from it. And if we thought about it 30 years ago or 20 years ago, and there was no mystery in that story, then today we look at it and we don't allow mystery to be in that story. So when you think of the Christmas story or you, know, you think of the virgin birth story, rethink that. 
I mean, I really rethink that story, rethink the virgin birth story. There's a teenage girl who's never had sex before and a spirit, the spirit of the universe, the spirit of almighty God, the same spirit that created the world hovers over her womanly parts and implants some sort of supernatural, mystical, mysterious, fantastical seed of the universe into her physical, biological body. And then that seed that combines the supernatural with the natural grows as a baby for nine months and is born as a sacrifice for mine and your sins. Yeah. Rethink the stories you love in scripture because there's a lot of lot of big dreamy mystery stuff in there that we are missing if we kick that stuff out and we don't rethink it. So the third one here, the last one here is to intentionally engage the Holy Spirit in all of your thinking. Here, here, here is the default that I have that most Christians have that I that I coach. Okay. I decide what I'm gonna do. I think about it, I make those choices, and I go start doing it, and then I say, God, bless what I'm doing. Instead, intentionally engage the Holy Spirit. Don't, inten- don't engage the Holy Spirit when you're going to do something or when you don't know what to do or when it's hard. Engage the Holy Spirit as if you were living life with a perfect counselor a perfect life coach, a perfect friend who's never wrong is with you constantly. So instead of going, huh, and thinking on your own where it's circling through, you say, hey, friend, what do you think about what I'm thinking about? Is this a good thought for me to be thinking about? Hey, friend. Hey, coach. Hey, counselor. Hey, Holy Spirit. Hey, Jesus, God. Be asking, intentionally engage. Because our thoughts are where everything starts and where dreams and daydreaming stem from. So engaging the spirit there takes it to the root of all things. All right, God bless you. That's all I've got for today. Let me know how the dreaming goes. Let me know how the daydreaming goes. Let me know about uh, your struggles with taking every thought captive, with not just focusing on your actions or your emotions, but going back to those thoughts And we'll do more on that Take Every Thought Captive about changing your mind, changing your life stuff as we pursue goals, because that's the way we start um, really winning at our goals when we start taking those thoughts captive. All right. God bless you.